0: Welcome back to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. We are very glad to be here, and I'm saying we for a change, and it's Jordan. Jordan, welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate. We haven't had you here before, I don't think. Uh we're talking running backs today. Are you excited? I'm hype.
1: I'm pumped. I'm excited. 2022 or 2023, rookie running backs, something that I've been looking forward to getting into because apparently there's some good ones, so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think this is one of the better classes we, we've had in a minute. So before we get into it, though, let's tailgate. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. First, we talked about quarterbacks last week, then... Earlier, uh, I put in a little senior pre- bowl preview. It's still a little work in progress because we don't have the exact rosters yet, but now we're here to talk about running backs. So this 2023 running back class is pretty darn good, and we've got one headliner that is going to be talked about, much like we've had these guys in the past: the Barclays, the McCaffrey's, like we haven't had a guy like this in a while, so it's very exciting that we finally have one that we can talk about and put into those kind of, you know, measures. We've had the Clyde Edwards layers where we've tried to make something out of it. Jonathan Taylor, who was heavily discounted into the draft, but finally we have a first round running back. That is a true first round running back back in our lives. Jordan, how do you feel about that?
1: I wouldn't know. Cause he won't be on any of my dynasty teams. Um, no one Oh ones, no one Oh twos, no one Oh threes around here. But I'm interested to see what my compadres do. You know, you know, every year it's somebody. You know, it's Jonathan Taylor, it's Najee Harris, it's Saquon Barkley, it's Ezekiel Elliott, you know, it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Woo, are we allowed to talk about that? Or right. it's Bijan, so we'll see what's up.
0: Right, so we'll just start right off the top. The number one running back in this class is Bijan Robinson from Texas. Uh, he's six foot tall, 215 pounds. Nothing more than just a workhorse running back. I mean, there's really not much more. I I mean, we can keep talking about it and keep, you know, beating the dead horse that is him being the number one running back in this class. But here's the thing, and I just want to put it in context, context for everyone out there. Like, we have not had a guy like this in a while. Like, Barkley was the last guy, and before that, it was McCaffrey, and we for the dynasty community, like. I just don't want you to think that you know you're getting the guy that just happens to be taken first. Like it's it's not one of those situations where, like, you know, you're gonna look at some of these guys further down the list that have the stats. This guy is just built different. He's going to be the number one running back in this class. And he's gonna be one of the top. I, I would not be shocked in redraft leagues, even if he's a top 10, top 12 prospect going in because just simply what he can do and he's going to be a featured back wherever he lands now that part is the tricky part which we'll get to um further down the draft cycle because i've seen him mock the cowboys um on the op show we try to get him to the bills but like it's it's tough to exactly say where a number one running back you know is going to go in this class because while everyone needs one we've kind of figured out over the years that Featured backs are not exactly the way to build a franchise unless you have Derrick Henry. Um, So Jordan, of all the teams in the NFL, who do you think most would need a B. John Robinson type player right now?
1: That is a really good question. Um, You know I mean? Anybody's going to obviously love to have him. If he's as good as everybody acts like he is, the reality is a running back position is just so tough. You know I mean? I land off all those players that I just did. I didn't mention Javante Williams. I didn't mention Zach Moss. I didn't mention DeAndre Swift. I mean, these are other players who every year in Dynasty, you know, seemingly the whole Dynasty community falls in love with. They say this is the best running back since so-and-so. This is the best profile since what's-his-face. And, it, you know, we get guys like this, and maybe it's true, maybe it's not. You know, we recently have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, where everybody thought he was going to be amazing. He goes to the Chiefs, doesn't work out i I don't know what team he's really gonna do best on, you know? I mean, anybody could use him, yes, if he's good, but it's you don't really know who's gonna actually be willing to pay up for that running back. and I mean, if he is a first round talent, for me, it's just hard to think of anybody who would do that in the first round. you know, the teams that would, I feel like they've got running backs, you know what I mean? Yeah. so. Does he fall to the second? Is that even a possibility?
0: It definitely is possible. The the fear I have with him, especially for fantasy, is that if he does go to the Chiefs or the Bills or one of these teams, I don't know how a guy like him fits into those systems because they're pass-happy systems, and he needs to be on a team that it's kind of not necessarily run first, but, like, there's some games, like a Joe Mixon where, like, Joe Mixon can be featured in some games, and then at some games, he's going to take a a few steps back. That's my fear that, like, he is going to be on a team where it's pass heavy all the time, and then he's just running late into games. Which, I mean, in my opinion, I think the Cowboys would be a a good situation. Just put him into where Zeke is, because I I don't think they want to trust Dak as much as they have been. So, having a my question to you is. Him.
1: Why is what makes him so special? Like, can you explain it to me? Because I'm somebody I didn't watch him play. Like, I've watched him his highlights. Like, what exactly about it is him that makes him everyone
0: so confident that this is going um, to work out, kind of in perpetuity? So there, there's one stat that is like a stat about breaking tackles. That it seems to be the players that hit the most each year have that stat as their number one, and Bijan Robinson's like break tackle I don't I don't exactly remember what the stats call but it's broken like broken tackle rate broken tackle rate like is higher than any of the number ones of the last few classes like Javante Williams was one um Jonathan Taylor was one like they were number one in their class and then they ended up hitting in the NFL and Bijan Robinson's rate is higher than those guys what were at the same level so i mean on one hand you you know you're going against college competition so you know you're playing future guys that aren't going to be in the league but at the same rate like if you can do that if there's a guy in front of you and you can break past them that is something special and that is a special trait um also his size is right i know that there's the debbie community is really in love with like the body mass index and like how you know players that are six foot tall and 220 is the perfect size for a running back a featured running back i get all of that and he does kind of slightly fit into that too so like from those levels, he just fits all the metrics that all of the like guys that like writing, you know, writing notes and and pu- pushing their glasses up to their face. Kind of the guys that you make fun of a lot. It's he just falls in lo- into each one. I don't your make
1: guys. fun. of I don't make fun of people. Okay, I just. <laughs> I poke fun at people sometimes, you know, I am an antagonist. I want people. I'm an agitator. I want to see what you got. I want to see how, how willing you are to fight. Listen, this guy you're talking about, he sounds like a great candidate for the Arizona Cardinals to pick up splashy, useless player. You know what I'm saying? They'll say he'll prop up Kyler Murray and all this crap that they'll say. It sounds great. That's what he sounds like. He sounds he like exactly the kind go player that would just three. roll into an Arizona Cardinals narrative it seems to have been going on for, since Kurt Warner was there, far
0: as I can tell. I mean, the, if, if Arizona was to trade down into the teens and somebody was able to go up to number three, I, I could definitely see something like that happening. But if the Cardinals took him at number three, the, whoever the new GM is, will just get chastised immediately. I mean, it's just, it's, it's I so much, it'll be to too, too much of a on our move. hands. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. That's exactly what it would be. And yeah. So, all right, I don't want to spend all of our time talking about. Yeah, Lee he's John. dominated he, the conversation
1: for sure, and he's going to continue to do that. Is there anything? My last happen. question, my last question to you is somebody again who I want to learn. Like, he's a player I don't expect to have, but I want to learn about. Let's say he does get dinged for something. Let's say he gets hurt. Let's say something happens. <clears throat> like, how aggressively should you be? How much should he fall? How should we adjust for things if anything that might be uncertain that happens between now and his draft day? Does he just kind of um, hold that spot no matter what is there anything we can look for that's going to make us feel like maybe somebody else on this list is going to surpass him
0: i don't think there's any way i really don't right. and it's simply because of one the group think of how we are right now like there's just nobody close mm-hmm. um to what he is i mean the rest of these guys are kind of fit into how the running backs have been the last couple of years where kind of flirting on the edge of the first round but not quite there yet and The only ding with Bijan in the negative category is he was a pretty raw runner last year. Now he was a little bit more buttoned up this year, but like still there's a little bit of these games where, you know, he falls down right at the line of scrimmage. But at the same time, I don't think he's going to have that problem at the next level. So with that being said, let's move on to number two. And this is not a lot of number two for a lot of people. People do have Jameer Gibbs number two, but I do not. I have Zach Charbonnet from UCLA um and he had 1300 yards 14 touchdowns 321 receiving yards zero touchdowns um a lot of people are dinging him because he wasn't always the featured back there but with 1300 yards i don't know how you can complain and the the reason i have him number one and this may be a little bit of recency bias but he reminds me a lot of brian robinson like he is tall he Is an up straight up runner, which a lot of people don't like. That they like you to like go down and try to like pull through Mm -hmm. the line. But Zach Charbonnet is not that. He's an upright runner, kind of like or Brian Robinson was. And for that reason, I think by the end of it, when it's all said and done, Brian Robinson, in fantasy wise, is going to be the number two running back. I think he is going to be on a team where he is the featured featured back because you know Brian Robinson before you know what happened to him before the season happened, he was. Le- leaning towards being the featured back for Washington, and it just happened to be, you know, he gets shot, then Antonio Gibson comes in back in, kind of shows what we all remembered about Antonio Gibson, and then it kind of was a split backfield until the end of the season when it was the Brian Robinson show yet again. So I think Zach Charbonnet is going to have a very similar rise to that, and that's why I have him at number two.
1: Nice. Yeah, I'm just looking here. He played all four years. Um, looks like he – About 37 receptions last year in just 10 games. I mean, that's, he's got the chops. uh, So I don't have any real, no qualms with that. He sounds like a good player to me. Um, Second round pick. Is that where we're expecting him to go in the uh, NFL draft? I I would say
0: late second, early third, but I just, he, he just, to me feels like one of those guys that like, you know, in July we're going to start seeing all the like, you know, who's really good. Zach Charbonnet. Like, I think that's, what's going to happen. And I just, I'm here early. I'm just I'm, – I'm getting I'm getting to that we, that spot early because – That's how
1: we always are, early.
0: Right. I I, I just – you know, I don't want to be behind. And, you know, people are behind already. Um, number three on the list is Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Uh, 900 yards this season, seven touchdowns, 444 receiving yards and three touchdowns. He profiles – and I know Twitter hates when you say this – he profiles a lot like Alvin Kamara. I I know that like, you know, people are like he doesn't look anything like him. Well, he kind of does though at the same time. Um he's not exactly explosive running, but he's got a really good receiving profile and that I think is what's going to boost up his value and I think that's what's going to get him on the field right away. Now this is a player right here where I think you could put him on the Bills, you could put him on the Chiefs like that is a player that you could put on one of those teams. Because he's going to be used in the receiving game and the running game, and can profile in that way. But we're looking at exactly what what Ceh was.
1: What about James Cook? Everybody and that's
0: what the chosen one. Exactly, and that's exactly what Jameer Gibbs is. He's just slightly better than that going into the draft. Like that. That's literally the only difference is that he's a little bit better than those guys going into the draft. That's all it is.
1: So your official comp for Jameer Gibbs is James
0: Cook. Just a little better, a better James cook. Yeah, literally oh. that. I mean, that, oh. that's what it is. And I but know less that, like,
1: than, but less than Alvin Kamara more than James cook, but less than Alvin Kamara.
0: Right. I think his ceiling is Alvin Kamara. I think his floor is a slightly better James cook. All right. All right. And that's all it is. And and here's the thing. And I, I just need everybody that's out there like spouting off. Well, here's what he did at Alabama. He was at Alabama for one year folks. He was at Georgia Tech before that, and he was not special. He, he transferred from Georgia Tech to Alabama. And, again, we did not really have a special season from a running back. He didn't get to 1,000 yards rushing, which I know that that's not really like a, a barometer of how good a running back is. But at the same time, you're playing against college defenses, and you play for the University of Alabama. I'm sorry. If you can't get to 1,000 yards behind that O-line and you were losing touches to a freshman, I <clears> – <throat> It's hard for me to go out on a limb and say that you're the second best running back in this class. And look, I always say this shit about these guys, and then they end up proving me wrong in the NFL. So that's probably what's going to happen here. He's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. But (laughs) going into the draft, going into rookie drafts, I just have a few question marks about him. If you go back and watch his Georgia Tech film, we're talking 2.8 yards per carry. It wasn't special. And I I just – just because he has Alabama attached to his name does not mean he deserves to be a first round draft pick. But at the same time, Speak I get the him. arguments on I get the arguments on both sides. Talk to him. <laughs> Sorry, I just he brings out this side of me that I just get so frustrated by because even at the beginning of this season, he would have these games where he would rush for fifteen times, thirteen of them would go for about two yards and then there was two of them that would be like 56 or 75 yards run. So the average would end up being about four or five yards a carry, but it's like the mm-hmm. 13 carries where he only got two yards where the bulk of his work and then the two huge runs just completely skewed the average. And that was just frustrating. Anywho, we'll move on to number four. We're talking Sean Tucker from Syracuse. This is a similar situation to Zach Charbonnet at UCLA, but uh, Sean Tucker at Syracuse, thousand yards on the ground, eleven touchdowns, two hundred fifty-four yards receiving, two touchdowns as well. Um, he was he was better last year. I'm not gonna lie to you. This year he kind of took a step back. I think we were kind of hoping Sean Tucker would take like a uh, like a Jonathan Taylor type rise from Syracuse, but it never really happened. Um, a few of his games were kind of head scratching as far as you know what was he doing. But, you know, I don't really have much more to say on Sean Tucker. I just I know how good he is and I know how fast he is, but I cannot really say that he is more than like a third or fourth round back.
1: I don't know anything about him, so I'll take your word for it. Third or fourth round back. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of love on Twitter for Zach Evans. What's your old seems like you're a little lower on Zach Evans than some people. What's up?
0: Yeah, so I have Zach Evans at number – I can't count – seven. Uh, my problem with Zach Evans is that he was not as good as the freshman on his own football team this year. Uh Quinshawn Judkins was the main back for Ole Miss. Quinshawn Judkins is going to be at the top of this list in two years when he's eligible to be drafted. And I just – when you just see Zach Evans and you see Quinshawn Judkins and you're watching the tape, this is like the only reason I'm, I'm thinking this. And when you – the scouts watch the tape and they watch if they watch an entire game, if they just watch Zach Evans highlights, you know, you could probably tell yourself, OK, he probably should be higher than this. But then if you watch a full game of Old Miss and you watch Judkins versus Evans, every scout's just going to be like, who the hell is this Judkins kid? When when does he get drafted? Like that's your, your eyes are going to be focused on him the entire time, because that's exactly how it was this entire season at Old Miss. Um, well at least when judkins got involved he's a true freshman like and he was dominating dominating games and it's just hard for me to watch that and then watch zach evans and then be like i have to separate what you know separate the art from the artist basically because i i i watch the games and i'm like judkins is a better back evans is a good number two and we saw this last year Same situation with Isaiah Spiller at Texas A&M and Devin Achain, who have one spot above Zach Evans. Same situation. Isaiah Spiller was there. We all fell in love with Isaiah Spiller, but Devin Achain looked a little bit better. And I still was like, you know what, Isaiah Spiller, I've seen what he's done aside from Achain. I've seen it. I think he's going to go high. He ends up going to the Chargers this year. He isn't used at all. He was inactive for most weeks this season, Isaiah Spiller. So I I just – I have that recency bias a little bit in my head. I just don't have Zach Evans as high for that reason.
1: Fair. Just just asking because I see some uh, – I saw some Twitter love on him, so I just figured I, I would ask you specifically sure. as the, the, the uh, you know, the guy who's always behind in the rookie stuff. But I'm learning. Are any of these guys that we've talked about so far that are above us right here going to be at
0: the Senior Bowl next week? Uh. I believe Sean Tucker is. I right. other than that, I don't think so. I don't because I think Zach Charbonnet is not going. Bijan's a junior. Gibbs is a junior. And let's get can I get into Tank Bigsby real quick? So he's yes, number please, five please on my do. list. Talk uh, about Tank he's number, Bigsby. He's number five. He's got a fantastic name. Um if if Tank Bigsby could be, get past the mental part of Tank Bigsby's game, he would be an amazing running back. And what I mean by that is like, sometimes when you're watching Tank Bigsby run, I think he sees the hole, but he he still just for some reason goes the opposite way for some reason. I don't really understand what that's about, but that it, it just, it's it, exactly. And if he could just get past that mental block, then I think he would be a fantastic running back. I still have him at number five because he is going to be a touchdown machine. Like he's going to be the guy that comes in on, you know, the five-yard package and scores a touchdown. I just see that being how his career goes. But he's also pretty good at getting yards, too. So I definitely have him, you know, pretty high on this list because I think, you know, year one, you could definitely see Tank Bigsby being involved. Um, I'll quickly go through Devin to chain at Texas A&M. I dare you to just go watch a few highlights of him. He is the fastest guy in this class, I will say. I don't know exactly – I don't know if he's even going to run at the combine. I really hope he does because it would be – Fascinating to see what his time is, but Devin Chain is by far the fastest running back in this class. Um, he had 1,100 yards this year, eight touchdowns. Um, not exactly a receiving threat, but Devin Chain's quick, and I think that's going to get a lot of GMs' attention because of how fast he is. But he might be sitting behind some guys for a little bit, maybe returning kicks and stuff for a little while, um, just because of what he profiles as. Gotcha. Did all you right. finish the your thoughts
1: last- on Tank Bigsby already? Yep. Okay. All
0: right, the last three players that I have on the top ten are all going to be at the Senior Bowl, so we'll get to – well, Mohimber Ibrahim won't. He will be at the Shrine Bowl. But Chase Brown and Chris Rodriguez will. I have Chase Brown at number eight. Um, the only problem with Chase Brown is that I, – I, and this is just my, my belief – is that Chase Brown, if he had a, a more interesting name, he would probably be – higher looked in this class but he did nothing but work this season I'm telling you you got 1600 yards 10 touchdowns 240 yards through the air three touchdowns Um, I just think people overlooked Illinois a lot this season Um, if you were playing college DFS out there anyone you knew Chase Brown because he was a guy you could lock in every week because he was probably either going to get a touchdown or he was going to get a ton of yards Um, and he is definitely somebody in this class that I think You know, has the potential to rise up these ranks through the pre-draft process. I think as soon as people start getting a hold of Illinois film and watching it, I think he'll be a guy that goes up pretty high in this class. Well, what was that look? I
1: saw a look. Oh, that's sorry. I was just I just checked out keep trade cut because I was wanting to see what the value right now, like the the market value on the early first was, just to see like kind of what a binge a Bijan is gonna cost you. And I took out the quarterbacks in Superflex, which I probably shouldn't have, but he currently an early 2023 first in Superflex, is worth more than Jonathan Taylor, apparently, and more than Kenneth Walker, according to this. But that's the thing about this time of the year, which is kind of what I want to hammer home here at the end, which is to win in Dynasty, now is the time to be shopping your first round picks because they're so valuable because there's nothing to move the needle except for people like us speechifying and pontificating and getting people hyped for players you combine that in with the fact that the nfl dr- media machine that is the draft you know senior bowl the combine etc it's only going to keep getting more and more valuable so i mean if it's already ahead of jonathan taylor and kenneth walker i don't know how much higher it can rise honestly but it, we're still early in the offseason, so it's going to continue to be a valuable asset And early first. Don't do don't give it up yet. And when you do, which is what I think people should do, if you don't need to attack a player specifically in the draft, attack people on other people's teams, people that get big eyes and get, uh, you know, roped into some of these production, some of these profiles that these players have, you know, they just get sort of over indexed for what these players could be. Versus what they actually have available to them. So,
0: no, I mean, it's true. And I think the only thing that I will say is that obviously we don't know because we are pontificating, as you say, but Bijan Robinson profiles as a running back that you're going to have on your team for five to six, seven years. So, if you're in a dynasty league and you don't want to, you know, worry about the running back position and try to figure out and try to, you know, paste and glue stuff together to make something work. He profiles as somebody that you're going to be able to just sit and forget for years. And if that's, you know, if you have the assets to go grab someone in a league, I'm in with you. I don't have it yet because we're in a lottery system, but I am projected to have the number one pick. I traded Kareem hunt number seven and number 11 away for Bijan John Robinson. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm perfectly fine having a player. I don't have to worry about. Because, you know, you could, could take end up taking a Kareem Hunt who's going to get stuck on a team with another running back and you don't know what you're going to get out of him. Yeah. All right, to wrap up this list, number nine is Mohamed Ibrahim. He's going to be at the Shrine Bowl. The only real knock on Mohamed Ibrahim is that he's been around five years and he had a very massive injury last season that kept him out. But he came back this year, 1,600 yards and 20 touchdowns on the ground. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's honestly like an incredibly, you know, incredible stat line. And if it wasn't for that injury this last season, I think Mohamed Ibrahim would be one of these guys that we're talking about up here at the top. But I just don't know with his age exactly in Dynasty what you're going to be able to do. But I think people should have his name on your radar because – I think you're going to get an injury discount. He's going to probably not go to the fourth or fifth round, and he definitely profiles as somebody who could rise up by the time. Because if he does start popping off in the NFL, you're going to look back and be like, well, how the hell did we not see that coming? He had 1,600 yards and 20 touchdowns his senior year. Like, of course he was going to be good. So (laughs) I I do think that's a name that people should uh, remember. All right, got four honorable mentions. I want to bust through real quick. Uh, Deuce Vaughn. At Kansas State, um, we're talking a Darren Sproles-esque player. How he's going to factor into this draft, how he's going to factor in the NFL, I don't know. I'm very fascinated to watch. If he is a punt returner, that's going to be fascinating. If he's a kick returner, that's going to be fascinating. If they just use him in some kind of cheeky way, that's going to be fascinating. I just don't know how he's going to get used and how a player like a Darren Sproles light. I don't know how that player factors into the nfl in 2023 but he is a damn good running back and he definitely will be used on a team in some capacity uh tajay sharp from tulane who will be at the senior bowl is probably one of these guys that i don't have ranked in the top 10 now but he's probably going to rise up the ranks he is a very vicious runner and what he did to that usc defense should have been a crime i mean it was an absolute mauling of a bunch of grown men and he plays for tulane so you know, you're not talking about the cream of the crop when it comes to O-line, when it comes to this and that. And he just completely gashed USC's defense. And that was the lasting memory that we all have of Tajay Sharp. And I think he's going to carry that into this uh, offseason. And I think at the Senior Bowl, he's. I'm hoping that he's one of the guys that we leave like, wow, I can't believe that guy is coming in the NFL. Um, after that, Roshan Johnson from Texas. Uh, look, in any other offense, Roshan Johnson would have been an easy number one, but he just happened to be playing behind B. John Robinson, and that kind of made things unfortunate for Roshan Johnson. But any time that B. John Robinson wasn't out there and he had Roshan Johnson back there, he was a very capable back and very useful. And I, he's one of these guys that's going to be in the senior bowl as well. It's going to be really fun to see him finally in an offense that he will be p- potentially uh, used as the one. Um, if he ends up on the right team, of course, obviously I think you're going to get him at a discount because simply there's just not, you're going to see B. John Robinson on the team. You're not going to see Roshan Johnson as much, but I think by the time everything's everything's said and done, he could be a player that is featured and I can't wait to see his rise um, as well. And then the last player is Kendra Miller. He's from TCU. Uh, he was unable to play in the national championship game. And not like that would have helped them at all. That was a complete ass whooping. Um, but <laughs> What he did during the regular season and in the first playoff game, what he was used – the little he was used against Michigan was really good. And, look, I don't know how these TCU guys are going to all fare in this offseason. I mean, Kendra Miller um, is, was probably the best other than uh, Quentin Johnston on that offense for TCU. So that was very cool to see. And I, like, I don't think Max Duggan's going to fare very well in the NFL, but I think Kendra Miller could end up being – one of those guys that does make a difference. Jordan, you have any questions or anything to add? Man,
1: not really. I mean, there's a lot of names I got to be looking out for. I'm going to probably attack this draft like I do most drafts in my rookie drafts. You know, I never get the top guy or the second guy usually. I usually get stuck with that third guy like J.K. Dobbins if I do get somebody that's up top. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Trey Sermon. These are the running backs that I end up building my dynasty teams around because I always have back end first if I even have a first laying around or a high end second, mid-round second. You can build meaningful teams with guys like this. A.J. Dillon, another guy, Brian Robinson. The league that I won, or dynasty league that you're talking about now, I got Brian Robinson, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, J.K. Dobbins. All those guys are on that team, and I've drafted all of them, that I just won a championship with. That's why I try not to personally over-index running backs because I had Saquon on that team at one point. That didn't work out too great, remember that? And I had uh, Nick Chubb on that team at one point. That didn't work out too good, you know? So you have to be okay necessarily, in my opinion. You know, don't get get too big of eyes on Bijan. You know, some of these guys that Billy just mentioned are going to end up being the next Rashad White. You know what I mean? The next Kareem Hunt, you know? These guys, the next A.J. Dillon, if you can wait around and they don't completely fail out, Zach Moss, or even Javante Williams, someone who we knew was worth giving all the touches. In his rookie year, he still didn't get it. The situations will dictate some of this as well. So me personally, how I attack is I try to learn as much as I can from guys like Billy, other people on, on the internet, all the draft people. But I try to be mindful of the fact that, You only need a handful of games sometimes to really make a difference. And if you've got a handful of guys that can get you a handful of games, that's just as good as a a 16-season, you know, 16-game season out of a guy like a Saquon or not quite a CMC, but you can put these things together. So it's good. What I try to do is, again, I try to learn as much as I can this time of year. So when the value starts dipping in a year or two, you know, look at Najee Harris right now. You know, I mean, if you're willing to wait. He's not completely toast. Josh Jacobs. I want a league with Josh Jacobs this year. You know what I mean? Some of these guys that they're they're, they cost a lot to get now, and they're probably worth it. But the person who ends up drafting them doesn't actually get to take that in because for whatever reason things just don't work out right. Don't forget about them. Play smart. Trust your notes. Trust your eyes. Trust people like Billy's notes and their eyes. And I think you can. I think you can make some meaningful progression this year and all of your dynasty teams, whether you have an early first or whether you have like a late third or fourth. So I appreciate you having me on Billy. This has been a great show. I learned a lot. I look forward to being down at the senior bowl with you next week and seeing some of these running backs and hopefully starting to form my own narratives around these guys and uh, getting ready for that, that, that draft that we got, those rookie drafts.
0: It's true. And I mean, just again, everyone out there, like when me and Joe were at the senior bowl last year and every other scout that was there, when Damian Pierce, did a blocking drill where he just completely lifted an O lineman up. It opened everyone's eyes. There were mouths wide open after that. We were all star-eyed. Like next week can really make somebody's career because Damian Pierce ended up being drafted at Houston. Looks like he's gonna be the starter there. Like this coming up here is when we're gonna be able to get some guys and get some get some real value and show exactly, yeah, show exactly you don't have what yeah, so exactly what people can be. One guy in your league is going to get Bijan. If you can
1: be okay with it not being you, there are a lot of good guys out there. So this is the fun part. You know what I mean? Let's sift through and see who the next man up is. So, Billy, I appreciate you having me on. Any final words from you before I say my final outro?
0: Uh, No, I was just going to say we're going to keep rolling with these. We've got wide receivers to do. We've got tight ends to do. We've got IDP as a full hole to do, which will be fun because there's a lot of good – the IDP this year is just insane. The edge rusher class is something to behold. Um, yeah, two in the top five is insanity. Like I cannot wait to overreact to those players. Um, but just as a whole, I'm just happy that it's draft season. We will be at the senior bowl next week. So the content will be a little slower, but we're going to be bringing you live content. Yeah. from different. YouTube, from different. TikTok. It's just not going to be not pre-recorded slow. in a, different. you know, exactly. It'll not a, slow, different. different. It will be a shit ton of content. Yeah. Cannot wait to see it. All right, Jordan. All right,
1: that's it for me. Billy, appreciate you having us on. Dynasty Tailgate folks, offensive points folks, IDP Army folks, best ball folks. You know what we do. We do the whole thing here. If you guys want to support the channel, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the IDP army or click the link in the description. You can become a channel member. You get all of our dynasty rankings, the ultimate IDP index and the rookie rankings and the best ball rankings, which are hand curated and updated every single day. We hope to see you back here in the near future for more fantasy football videos. And uh, until then. Looking for the ultimate edge in fantasy football? The Ultimate Fantasy Index is finally here. The Ultimate Fantasy Index features the Ultimate Dynasty Index, the Ultimate IDP Index, and the Ultimate Best Ball Index. Each index features tiered rankings that are updated daily, which means you'll have a clear understanding of not only who the top players are, but also who the next best options are. More fun, more football, more fantasy for the culture join the idp army and start winning
0: your leagues today
1: Bangarang! all right stop recording i hit end recording